fair game, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't like to make it a game. <laughs> but no, but if you have something to say. If you're being honest about something, just being honest about right. something. Right. Yeah. And what is it? The idea also maybe it's good content at worst, at best. Like, it's also maybe more entertaining for people. Yeah, people definitely yeah. like it. Yeah. Right. I, I guess you should like, take that in. Yeah. What were you saying? I just get real. I'm like a. I'm so scared of like a burning a bridge. Like that mm-hmm. principle that someone's like, oh, I could have helped you, but you sh- did this, and now we're, it's over. Right. It's over. You're dead to me. I'm so scared of that. Yeah. I'm just worried, like, if I say the wrong thing. And I'm only worried about this because, like, Julian is, is like, dude, don't. Because I'm worried, like, if. Don't fuck this up for <laughs> me, man. <laughs> Pretty much. work look bad and it's like yeah but i'm mad (laughs) i want to say the wrong thing and what are we doing here if we're not like why are we even sitting here talking every week if we're not telling the truth like for me it's also that like what's the point of having a podcast if you can't even express yourself then it's like i mean what like genuinely what's the point right so yeah that's it like there's a there's a level of like vulnerability to it and like honesty that's important and you need transparency but at the same time like i don't know I kind of get it. Like, you don't want to, like, shit-talk specific people too much, you know? Yeah, no, know. for me, I'm super no, scared of it. I'm, I don't like confrontation. The idea that someone would, like, come in my DMs after and be like, I can't, like, I, I would die. I would just die. I would, <laughs> I would crawl into a hole and die. I got, like, in our DMs, in the, like, the podcast DMs a few weeks ago, I got this mm-hmm. girl who, so she's um, a local... Uh, writer-ish and she has an advice column on the internet and I I only know her peripherally but we've been like talking online and then I told her once oh you should come on the podcast and she was supposed to come on the podcast like twice and cancelled both times the second time she'd had a uh, a medical emergency so I was like that's fair. And I was always super nice about the canceling. So I was right. like, take care of yourself. She's like younger than me so I tried to like be nice on a lady level, you know. She a kid? What? Is she a kid or is she just younger than you? I don't think she's as young as I initially thought she was. Okay. I thought maybe she was 22. I think she's more like 27. Okay. So That's she's, a big difference. She's a grown woman. <laughs> Anyways, and then so I'm always super nice to her. We talk a little bit. And then one day she goes in the DMs. I get this message at like 7 in the morning. And she is like, uh, hi, I just wanted to let you know. Uh, so this is twice now that you've had a guest on your podcast who's been extremely toxic to me. And... Um, you know, and like Sue, and like, like um, I forget what else she said, but just, you know, in life, I just realized that Montreal is a small city, but when you can avoid drama, you should. And I guess I, I wish you guys well, but still, I just need you to know that I'm going to be blocking you from here on out, and I'm not going to be answering any. Uh, you can't contact me anymore, and I won't huh. be speaking to you anymore. And it was like so aggressive, and it ruined my entire day. I felt like right. so it really shitty. Did ruin your whole day. And Mike knew. What I showed Mike the DM, and he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a week yeah. long thing." Yeah, you're gonna complain about this all day. 
I get it. Like, you know, on the one hand, like, if I had people who had wronged me and I saw them consecutively on a podcast, I would probably be like, I'm not going to listen to this podcast because, like, I, I get it, you know. But, but on you the same time, know. you don't tell the people. <laughs> like, I, we, so we, we put out a call to, like, have people apply to host Hunt Up for Discussion, right? Yeah. And um, I had, like, I got a, people, a couple people who, like, aren't Montreal improv people to share it in, like, various circles because I was like, we need some, like we need to branch out of it instead of just hiring improv people constantly. And, um, and this dude applied and I sent him the, like the form to fill out. And a couple days later he writes back and he's like, Hey, so uh, I finally got a chance to listen to your show and, uh, it's not funny. Uh, it's, it's very precious. And like, also he like ripped into us for, um, for one of the sponsorship deals we had like last month. And I, and like, also said in his message, like, I'm never going to listen to your show again, and I also am going to actively discourage others from doing that. Jesus and I was like, Christ. yeah. It was like, actively okay. discouraged? Right? I was like, one, that's a lot of energy for some, Like, <laughs> yeah. you can just, like, you don't need to do that. That's, you know, like, it'd be one thing if we were, like, spouting something hateful. Yes, offensive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, in that case, I'd be like, absolutely. But, like, just because you don't like our show and you disagree with a product that we were like paid to advertise what was the issue with the product oh it's like a pseudoscience thing okay yeah and he just was like that's like you know harmful and dangerous and i'm like all right (laughs) like none of the people who listen to our show are likely to buy that product (laughs) like it's it it was you know it was a one-off deal um and it's like sponsorships or sponsorships like everyone knows like please yeah well that's it like like you don't if you don't like the product don't buy the product exactly and and i was just like i so i wrote him back like so i I remembered meeting this guy at a mutual friends party oh you know him even better and i was like i remember thinking he was very boring (laughs) but when he when he you know wrote in that he wanted to apply i was like i'm gonna hear him out because maybe he's cool right maybe i just got a bad vibe at the party and He's actually a good guy. And then he sent me this email, and my instinct was like, I'm going to demolish you. <laughs> and I typed out this, like, fucking treatise about why he's a terrible person, and, like, you know. And then I deleted all of it because Julian's voice was in the back of my head going, don't do it, don't do it. And then instead I just wrote back, like, thanks for being honest. However, you got to remember when you send messages like this, there are real people reading it on the other end. And, like, you kind of just ruined my day, so, like, maybe think about that. Yeah. You never wrote back, but you know. It's true. Just that yeah. negativity is unnecessary. Like, first of all, to this girl, as if I know who the fuck she's ever spoken to in her entire life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know who you know. <laughs> As if we picked these guests. We picked these guests. We're just yeah. getting fucking. We're scouring her past for. Like, as if this was at all intentional. I thought at first the tone and everything, I was like, oh, shit, we said something. Right. Like, this is the second time you guys have said something that's super offensive to me. In which case, mm. fine. Like, that's fair. We're putting this on the public. You're allowed to, like, tell us that we're being shitty. Right. The guest thing, I was like, I'm. this is so weird. Like, we didn't, it's not like we're Joe Rogan getting fucking, like, crazy people on it. We're just getting regular Montreal, like, podcasters. Like, this is yeah. not... If they were controversial, I mean, oh God, it was so much bad yeah. energy. And I was like, after you've canceled twice, after I've been... Like, as a podcast person, you know how annoying it is when people cancel being mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, things happen, but it's not nothing to cancel a scheduled yeah. podcast appointment. No. It's not nothing. People should know that. Listen, guys, <laughs> if you've been invited on a podcast... I mean, it's not nothing to cancel any scheduled yeah. event. Any appointment. <laughs> it's yeah. always rude. The recording was great, and then as soon as I sat down to edit, I was like, I want to die. 
It's like, it's what were you doing? You were just playing? Yeah, we were playing games, talking over them, you know. It was yeah, yeah, classic stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like if we were doing exactly what we're doing right now, but also playing Super Smash Brothers. It's like, you know. <laughs> are you talking about the video game playing, or are you talking about life? A little of both, right? Okay, you're peppering it in? Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad I got out of that world. YouTube. What about just, especially. yeah, because you were doing video content for a while. I was, yeah. I mean, I was doing it with a guy who ended up just kind of screwing me over. Uh. And so, like, yeah, I just, you know, stopped working with him and then realized, like, oh... I don't actually like doing videos that much, and like podcasting is so much easier and more enjoyable. Like I'm just going to do this full time, and yeah. Why do you like? Why do you think you like podcasting more? The long form of it? Yeah, it's it's the long form thing. It's the like, I think there's an intimacy you get with your audience that you don't get in video. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure like exactly why, but I think it's partly that like, you know, when you consume a video, you're like looking at it on a the screen. There's like distance. When you're listening to a podcast, it's like right inside you, right? Yeah, right and in your fucking like, brain. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super vulnerable, and so it, like people connect more with podcasters that they're listening to than they do with like you know video people that they're watching. So, so you're not worried about like bringing video content into your show God, right now? I have no interest in that. Oh, really? If if we ever have like the budget, might be a necessity. Yeah, I know that's I know. that's what we're trying to figure out right now. People say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not totally convinced yet, but also. I don't have the numbers to be not totally convinced yet, right? So, like, I don't know. For me, it's just, if we're ever going to bring in video content, I am absolutely not the one doing it. Well, that's the thing also. It's like, there's sometimes, there's only so much you can fucking achieve in a yeah. week. Like, that's what people don't understand. That's it. Well, I just don't have time for it, right? Like, if, like, I mean, we're, we're in the process of hiring another host. If that person is, like, very excited about the idea of doing video content for us, I might let them. But, like... I have no interest in personally, like, preparing it and, like, editing it and everything. It sounds like a nightmare. You have to essentially get big enough that someone wants to work for you yeah. for free. Pretty much. To, and they have to come, like, it's great. Someone says, oh, I want to do that. It's like, no, 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 every week. Yeah. Every week. Like, it's fun for f- three times. Yeah. And yeah, then you yeah. don't want to do it anymore. It's like, that's what Super easy understand. to get demotivated about that kind of shit. Yeah. That's it. Well, we did video content for like, I think three episodes. We like, <laughs> would set up the camera um, on a tripod. Like, you know, we were sitting in, in a circle around the, around the table and then the fourth chair had the camera basically. Okay. So you could see the three of us and like, we filmed like the first 20 minutes of each episode for like three weeks. And, uh, and then I kind of cut that together and put it on YouTube. And like, those were fun, but I didn't feel like they were worth it, you know? And and maybe I'm just, like, I'm not a person who knows much about, like, video marketing. So, like, that's the other thing. I would need someone who, like, what I need is, like, an eager recent communications grad who, like, is super into, like, spending too much time editing video and also knows how to, like, do social media stuff. And I need them to be willing to do it for free. And, like, I'm never going to ask someone to do that because I know how much work that is. And I would hate... I would hate someone if they asked me to do it. <laughs> yeah. You drink, Tom? Uh, me and Bear were trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. I thought that, well, he comes from the church, so mm-hmm. maybe he never started. Because right. we both figured you didn't for some reason. Yeah. She thought you might be a former addict. Well, <laughs> so you're actually closer. Um, oh, shit. So. I didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, like, so I like. Um, yeah, I was super churchy in high school, 
and then kind of gradually less and less up until like maybe two years ago when I sort of ditched it all together. Two years ago, you said? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's very recent. I thought it was longer the way you and Tefer talk about it. Yeah. No, just kind of like I had been bottling all of it up for like a year or two before I actually left. Okay. So when I finally left, it was like here's all this crap I've been thinking for like, you know, four years. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so in high school I didn't drink or do drugs cause I, you know, because of the church, not really. Honestly, it was mostly just like, partly it didn't interest me that much. Partly I was scared of like, you know, losing control of myself and like, you know, I was worried like, what if I do become an addict or whatever? And then I started drinking around like 17. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, from like 18 to 20, I had like a pretty serious drinking problem and like got through 19, like basically drunk, like constantly. Because um, I was depressed and I didn't know how to deal with my shit. And like, you know, it was cheaper to buy whiskey than to see a therapist. And like, it is. It really is. I mean, way cheaper to buy beer, but you it's know. also easier. <laughs> yeah. That's it, right? And also, you're 19, so like, you don't even feel like an addict at 19. Like, oh, I did. Exactly. I definitely did. No. <laughs> so at some point, I was like, I was still doing music at the church at the time, and um, this was before I decided the church was bullshit. So I was actually super invested, and like, I felt like I was living a double life. And there was this one night where I had stayed up the whole night writing music, and... Um, I was supposed to do music at the church the next morning, and I needed to be there at, like, 6 a.m. to do setup. And, uh, and I was, like, extremely drunk at, like, 3 in the morning. And I was, like, I had texted my friend Sam and was, like, hey, do you want to, like, get poutine? <laughs> so he, like, went to La Banquise at, like, 4 a.m. and had poutine. And then I realized while walking back to my apartment, like, I have to leave in an hour to go, like encourage people to love Jesus and I'm drunk off my ass and it's four in the morning and I just ate poutine (laughs) like maybe I need to stop drinking and so that was when I kind of decided like I'm gonna try to quit and then it took me like a year and a half to like really get sober um and then I didn't drink till geez I didn't drink anything from like 20 somewhere in 20 to like 24 um now I'll have a drink here and there 23 maybe yeah 23. so you, you, you don't worry about it now like you don't I worry but like I know myself right yeah 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 you have certain yeah that's it like when you guys asked like you know I'm guessing you were talking about it because you asked if I wanted to drink <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well yeah because yeah, I was like I don't know if it's rude to ask I just assume that everyone who doesn't drink either had a problem with addiction yeah. at some level or right. you know is scared they might have a problem that's it but I didn't think yeah. you were an addict <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyone I hear, yeah. We actually, like, I, I talked about this on Ever Discussion this week, funny enough. like the, uh, Your drinking problem? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah? Because we were talking to, uh, do you guys know Billy F.? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I literally Billy. thought about yeah. that when okay. I thought, is he going to drink? I'm like, well, I know he had Billy F. on, <laughs> and they talked about wine, so. Yeah, well, that's it. So we on that episode, we were, you know, Billy and I were talking about, like, you know, alcoholism, and, you know, substance abuse and stuff, and, like, yeah, so so it's funny that it came up like twice in the same week. Um, yeah, so so sometime, you know, maybe a year and a Hopefully half Hopefully it doesn't come up three times, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You mean actually drinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's it. Jeez, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because now, like, now I'm comfortable enough that, like, I went out in the afternoon the other day with my baby and a couple of my buddies to, like, like a pizza place near my house and, like because we just hadn't seen each other in a while. And we, like, ordered drinks, and I had a cocktail. It was a shitty... It was a very, very bad old-fashioned. Sure. <laughs> it was the worst old-fashioned sure. I'd ever had. Um, and, like, 
I was fine, right? Because I knew where my head was at. Um, so now I just, I won't drink if I'm, like, upset or, like, you know, if I feel like it's for a reason, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I also won't drink on an empty stomach or if I, like, have to be somewhere. So I'm sort of, like, really careful about, like, when and, you know, how much. Like, I almost said yes tonight, and then I realized what I actually wanted was an iced tea. <laughs> That's good. Like a burn victim, like you could have, like you could have been disfigured for the rest of your life because yeah. you got super drunk with your dumb friends. <laughs> oh, I was so mad! I was so mad! I was so mad! So that yeah. was the end of it for me. That's when I was like, no. But that was like, I don't know. It was a weird night. It had strange energy. You know what I mean? Bonfire, <laughs> hand burning energy. No lie. That night. About an hour or two after we left. So at like 7 in the morning. 7 in the morning. <laughs> sun's out at this point. A lady hung herself from the tree right Whoa. where we were. Like, like was she at the bonfire with you guys? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. Never saw her. So she huh. just waited you out. She was like... She might have like wanted to do it hours before. <laughs> She's like, fuck these guys. I'm a bonfire. I'm trying to kill myself. Come on, guys. Step it up. That's so crazy, man. How can it, it be crazy. the same night? That is bad juju. It was bad energy. Bad. It was just bad energy all around. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, God. Poor girl. What a disaster. Like, yeah. what a mess. Did That's one of those things where if that was on TV... No everyone, one would believe it. Well, no, but everyone who is at the bonfire is a suspect now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's the cops so immediately true. suspect yeah, all Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you would have gone Oh man, yeah, it's true. Like, what are the odds? Like, yeah. this is not. This is not how this works. That's definitely suspicious. It still feels suspicious. The dogs are in here. It turns out. So they are in here. Yeah. Wait, what? What? Hold up. <laughs> uh, it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, uh, wanted to tell you guys a little feedback live on the show. I've been enjoying the records, the like, you know, the part where you play a record. Oh, the, the secret lives of wax. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where we talk yeah. about records and make silly jokes about them well, and play them a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like I, there's been like, like music, music as part of the background a little bit more recently. And I've been, I've been feeling that. Yeah. I, I really that, I like the music aspect of the show I don't and know how Mike doesn't is. believe me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it matters. He let go I've of always, that. Yeah, I've always stood by that. <laughs> yeah, I really like the music aspect of it. I have nothing to contribute, but I enjoy I enjoy it. Yeah, no, actually, you guys got any song suggestions? Anything you want to hear right now? You got nothing? You're sure? I produce a music podcast and I've got nothing. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. I'm sorry. Uh, what have I been... I, every time... I, I always say I should write it down because I'm always like, I, this is the song I want to hear. I'm going to give you until I think of something, so... Who's going to think of something <laughs> first? Sometimes, uh, sometimes I walk around the house singing Try a Little Tenderness to my baby. Is that even... Is that a real song or is that... Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> who is that? I think it's Marvin Gaye, maybe. Oh. Oh, the soul stuff. Yeah. I'm going to counter that and say future... the. Percocet song? <laughs> no, but not the Percocet. The Let's mash those Perky's up. calling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my suggestion. But you priority. Uh, did you go for it already? Have I played that before? No, I meant. Are you about to play your own thing, regardless? No, he he got it first. So. Oh yeah, what? Yeah, Good for it's you. Otis, Otis time. Oh, it's Otis. There we okay. go. That's who it is. 
how's like the podcast game for you? Are you enjoying it these days? Is it stressing you out? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, a little of both, honestly. A little of both. <laughs> Do you had. feel growth? Do you feel good about where you're at? It's been a bad month. April was a great month. Yeah. And like I knew May was going to take a hit, you know, like because we put we put money into Facebook ads last month okay. and that just made a huge difference. Is it fruitful for you? We never know what to do with social media money and it's stuff. It's like it's like kind of half fruitful, but we also had an episode that like just weirdly did really well. Well, where... it was the one where you had the guy talk about the CAC thing, right? No, so that was the one that we promoted. And okay. that one like that one did well enough like because we promoted it. Um but the week before, or maybe two weeks before that, we did an episode where it was just me and Kate, and we just, like, sat down and basically spent the first, like, 20 minutes of the episode telling people why they should support us on Patreon. I listened to that one. I liked it, too. Yeah. I liked the, like, honesty, the, like, reveal of, like, listen, life's hard. That's it. <laughs> Stop fucking with us. That's it. And, like, I think because of, like, because of that, a lot of people, like, shared it. So that episode, like, did, like, five, six times better than, like, our usual stuff. That's a huge leap. Yeah, that's it. Like, that that was, like, a big, big boost. And then, like, this month, like, I don't know, numbers just haven't been great. Like, it's been a while since we've had, like, a big-name guest. Because we've just been kind of, like, just having guests who, like, are also local creators or, like, people within the network or no guests. Like, it's been kind of, you know, yeah. it's been a little more sparse. Um but content-wise, I feel like we're making our best stuff right now. So it's like, I don't know. We just need a. I need to get better at marketing, basically. So marketing mar- is everything. Marketing yeah. is everything. In yeah. everything. I just hate it. Yeah, just it's terrible. It. It's terrible. <laughs> like, we're just going to start doing ads. Like, right. you need to do ads. There's yeah, just, just no way around it. You have to throw money at the problem, but you also have to be... You have to be... Con- like your ads have to be good. You can't mm-hmm. just throw money at the problem. I think some people think you can just throw money at the problem. Okay, well, we're all, we're all smart people here. I was yes. just taking that for a given. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I just get scared when people think like even myself when I think like oh I'm just gonna th- pay for it and it'll right. be okay. Yeah, that well, that'll that's... yeah. Like you you do like you get more exposure that way, but you don't necessarily get the clicks, right? I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Like, I had actually been thinking, like, I have a goal um, this year. I want to... I don't necessarily want to be released on things as a guest once a month, but I want to record a guest spot at least once a month. Cause like, I don't know people's release schedules. It'd be hard to coordinate that. But like yeah. every month I want to like be on someone's show. Um, and I had not found anything for me until you guys messaged me and I was like, this is perfect. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> top of the hour. Top this of the hour. Now, Tom, I think you know how this goes. I'm going to hand over this bowl. You're going right. to take a little piece of paper out of it. You don't even have to hand it over. We know this particular case. Movie magic. All right. Man, these are really tiny pieces of paper. (laughs) I feel like they were bigger last time I was here. That's very possible. I think that might be true. Oh, they definitely were. (laughs) Should I go first?
Yeah, go for oh, it. If you want to. Did you ever lie to people as a kid? Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like as a kid, it's easy to lie because you, like... I think kids take a long time to develop empathy and to, like, really get a sense of how what they're doing affects other people. And I think, like... I mean, it's easy for kids to lie about shit that doesn't matter, but I think it's still easier for kids to lie about real shit than it is for adults to lie about it. Because I think, like, as an adult, you have to... As an adult, you do the calculation before you lie, right? You're like, am I going to tell the truth about this? Am I going to lie to this person? And, like, how is that, like, how is that decision going to affect it? Kids kind of just, like, go with their first impulse. And, like, sometimes, like, the fight or flight kicks in and you're like... I'm scared of what they'll say if I do the if I tell them the truth here. Still lie about it. A kid will do like say a stupid lie, a real yeah. stupid lie. <laughs> <laughs> the thing like it's yeah, clear. Like, yeah, you like can't the, get away with the it. cat didn't drive the car. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's true. But when do kids understand what a lie is? Anyways, like mm. that's a crazy concept to lie yeah. for a baby brain. To like mislead essentially. Yeah, or do they understand it intrinsically? Does your baby lie to you yet? I don't think he lies to me yet. I think, I think his sister does. Uh, but like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that like starts. I mean, it's definitely like. I think first you have to like understand what's real and what's not real, right? Exactly. There's a whole concept of of the truth true. that yeah. you have true. to know before you can bend the truth. That's true. But you definitely lied as a kid. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, what were you lying about? Yeah. What kind of lies? I remember, like, I would just make shit up. um, Like, but, like, it was never important. Like, I, um, God, like, I would, like, fabricate stories and, like, you know, to impress my friends and shit. Um, But the the biggest lie I told when I was a kid, (laughs) um, I was 10 or 11 and I had gone for a sleepover at a friend's place, and his parents just, like, left, like, hundreds of dollars on the table <laughs> in the living room. Like, bills. Like, I'm talking, like, $100 bills. Okay, okay. Just, like, a stack of Bordens on the table. And, like, I, I noticed before bed and was like, that's weird. <laughs> and went to bed. And then at some point in the middle of the night, I woke up to go to the bathroom. And while I was in the bathroom, I was like... They might not notice if one is missing. Yeah, yeah. I just stole a hundred dollars from them, and like, that's so much money for a kid. I was like, like a, for a kid, yeah. you're like, I'm rich. I to this day have no idea if they noticed because like it was a stat. Like, I am not exaggerating when I say I have no idea how many. Super weird of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, yeah, it was a weird. Uh, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, uh, yeah, like. I don't know if they were maybe in the mob or something. I had no idea. Um, but on the way home the next day, I, like, you know, had to explain to my mom somehow where I got $100 because, like, you know, when so you're, you, like, 11... you wanted to tell her? Well, like, because when you're 11, like, you can't just have $100. Like, if you want to buy a Nintendo DS with that, you it's have true. to get driven to Future Shop or whatever by your parents. And, like, you can't, like... You can't just pop up with things, too. Yeah. No, it's true. I thought, like, candy, but it's, like, no, right. you're thinking It's big. a lot of candy. It's That's a lot it. of candy. <laughs> That's it. For me, it was, like, I need to be able to... Or was it a Game Boy Advance? I don't remember. It was some, like, handheld Nintendo console, and I was like, I have enough money for this now because I have this $100. How do I convince my mom that I found this $100 bill? I told her I found it. We had, like, a little, like, side alley, like, between our house and the next door. Um... 
and a lot of people walk their dogs up and down that because uh, the the house I grew up in had like a big alley in the back that was like the whole block so you could like you know take your dog up and down um, and people would come from like the main road through the back alley and like I just told my mom like yeah I was like walking through the side path on the way home and like found a hundred dollars on the ground maybe someone with a dog like dropped it while they were picking up their dog poop and my mom was like she immediately was like I know exactly who it was like I I can picture the man who would have done it like she oh, just okay. bought this instantly oh, she was like it's a pretty good line yeah like I really you know for, for me if I was the parent I would have been like why are you giving me a scenario <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean yes yeah, like what well, well, this is a scenario it could be anything yeah I, I was like I was like I don't know someone must have dropped it like maybe yeah, maybe yeah. someone walking a dog or something and she's like there's this one dude who walks his dog who looks like he has money I bet it was him I was like yeah cool <laughs> yeah perfect it was <laughs> probably man. was yeah I was like let's go to Toys R Us or whatever and I got a Game Boy Advance I think my mom still doesn't know that this is that this was a lie like I, I don't think I ever told her I, I haven't seen that friend in like 10 years so I no longer feel guilt about it because like after like a couple years after that his parents got very rich suddenly and like bought a house in Mo West and like moved away and they definitely owned cottages and shit so like I feel no guilt about taking a hundred dollars from them when I was 11 oh yeah well all those stacks wow. anyways like yeah, yeah. come on come on but as an 11 year old I felt so much guilt did you well of course I didn't know what that yeah. hundred dollars meant to them and it's I mean scary I kind of like... did because there were so many of them but like <laughs> you know I yeah it was yeah like you, you know could you enjoy your Game Boy after, or did it always taint oh. it? <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it. No, there was good, no, good. All is well. There was no problem well. there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And even Twitter, because they, if you start liking people's tweets, they show you all their tweets, and then you end up liking all their tweets just because you're seeing them all. Right. And you're like, I like that. Oh, I agree there. And you're like, shit. Now I look like a crazy person. It's convenient because there's people that I would follow, like, like there's like you know. Like, there's a lot of people that I would network with in Montreal but wouldn't necessarily, like, care enough about to follow on Twitter. And because enough of the people that I follow care about them enough to follow them on Twitter, sometimes their tweets will show up in my feed anyway, and I'll still just, like, I'm going to like that so that person thinks I'm paying attention to them in case I ever have to email them for something. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So many people I don't feel like I can unfollow for networking stuff, but muting is amazing. That way you're, like, you're not being subjected to their 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 feed but yeah. uh they still get that little that little follows you thing yeah that's true i could start doing that but there's also something satisfying about having like a big like gap you know oh, you want that gap that I gap like is gap. essential yeah, yeah. The gap is essential <laughs> yeah yeah it means all the know-it-alls into it. like just people speak with like such authority on stuff that they like don't really know about that's like what's been getting like, would, that's definitely the main thing that would get me about yeah it really that's what's been bumming me out man sometimes I, I like doing that though <laughs> sometimes I like to just like go off on something do you in what way you like to to, to talk at people a little bit like you like to what is it I think I like every once in a while I like to have like like 10 minutes where I'm like I'm just gonna like tweet like very hard opinions about something I like and when like, you do those because they're entertaining I'm like go for it Tom yeah. well again because usually I'm just like you know punching up at people who are like you know oppressing people or you know I'm like shitting on the church or whatever it's, it's like I need to do it you know it's, it's cathartic but um yeah I don't know every once in a while like you you kind of like you gotta blow off steam and like I get that you know yeah, but. well, for me, and it's just when, yeah, it's, but you don't speak, you're just talking about, 
life or whatever. Anything that anyone can like have an opinion on. I mean, it's when people talk about things like actual business things or actual things they're doing. Like oh, they're bigger yeah. than they are or more established than they are. Like for me, it's like even if you were talking about podcasting, like I have a podcast network. I'm going to talk to you about my experience in the podcast, like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're like talking, like, hey guys, I'm an expert in the field. Right. That's what kills me. I love when people talk about their own experiences. Like, right. tell me everything about your own experience. I don't want to hear your take on this shit that like you're not established enough right. to know about that's what kills me yeah it's it's tricky because like i feel like i because i've been doing this so long i feel like i kind of toe the line between like like i do think of myself as an expert but i don't think that i have enough to back that up that's and a tough place to be <laughs> yeah it's, it's frustrating <laughs> And, like, that's fine in a small group of, like, four or five people. Like, if we had just been, like, invited to, like, brainstorm, you know? Yeah. But this was, there was, like, 20 people in the room, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to assume that, like, I am going to speak next, you know? Like, I don't know, but I, I was never good at that either, like, in, like, school. Like, I would never... You're not a speaker-upper. I'm not a speaker-upper unless, like, I feel like I can, you know? Like it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, if, if there's, like, a 10-second silence... Then I'm like, all right, now I'm going to chime in. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I need that 10-second pause or I don't feel like it's it's my turn, you know? Whereas something like this is, like, you know, it's easier to sort of figure out. Like, you can gauge, but, like, in a room that's big, you can't make eye contact with people. <laughs> Quickly scour the room. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing to even... Then why even establish it that there's a few special people if there's no... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm in the process of putting together some panels for the summer um and like really thinking about like who's going to be on like what are we doing and like the the main thing I'm thinking is like they are going to be panels <laughs> <laughs> the guests are going to be like told in advance like this is what the moderator is going to ask you guys and like we might do a Q&A period at the end but like really it's your chance to like be the expert here because I think you need to like honor people for what they bring, you know? Like, you need to, like, acknowledge people's skills and, like, if you're, especially if you're, like, benefiting, like, a thing that we do on Up for Discussion is whenever we have a guest, we, like, start the episode by, like, talking to them about their thing, you know? Like, before we dive into our bullshit, we're, like, because, like, you know, most of our show is bullshit, but, like, before we dive into it, like, I want to make sure we spend, like, 10, 15 minutes being, like, so you're an expert on, like, you know, family medicine, like, tell, tell us about, like, you know, what's, like, the craziest thing you've ever, like, seen there? What's something you wish people knew about this? Like, what do you, you know, yeah, like, this is your platform. Like, take this, take this 10 minutes before we start talking about cheeseburgers for half an hour. Like, let's, you know, and, like, I think you, when you invite people to speak on something, you really have to, like, give them that, at least. Yeah. I agree. I wonder that for our show, because Mike doesn't run it that way, and I'm always, like, uh, you could give them a little bit of... Yeah, well, it's like, I don't want anyone here speaking as, like, an expert on anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know no. what I mean? But I think you guys have a good balance. Like, like I think your guests, like, tend to still speak from, like, their experience. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all we can do. Yeah, yeah it's The true. issue is when you start speaking from other people's experience <laughs> and, like, things you've read and shit. Right. Yes. Like... No, that's it. I like mm-hmm. anything from your own experience. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear about it. Tell me about it. I was just watching this, like, random YouTube video, and this girl in California who, like, runs a retail store, but and she started the video literally, and she's, like, quite successful, but she was like, listen, guys, I just want you to know this is my experience in running this that I'm going to tell you about. 
I might be making mistakes. You guys might be doing it better. I'm just letting you know, like, I'm not an expert. This is just how I'm doing it. And I'm going to give you guys that information. And I was like, what a breath of fresh air this lady is. Like, amazing. Like, to, and she was like, bigger than people I know yeah, talking yeah. about shit with authority who don't even know what the fuck they're talking about like I was like <laughs> like can we all just be that way like this is my way of doing it mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm right yeah but I'm gonna share knowledge yeah, yeah that's it I think it's important to like if you don't have the clout to back yourself up it's important to always distinguish between like this is something that I like I'm entirely convinced is true and this is something that like works for me has worked like, for me yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah like you know you can have a strong opinion about something and still state like this is my strong opinion about this as opposed to like it is a fact you know it's so much work to just be sitting there waiting for people to come yeah. even if you're sure they're going to come eventually but to build that brand it's like it's weekly content That's is it. tough it's That's exhausting what, yeah exactly well, and like I've been realizing like up for discussion turns four in June. Four. Shit. Like, and that's once a week for. Did you take any breaks? I I think I've missed three episodes. Oof. I think there there are three episodes that I'm not on. Oof. Everything else. Oh, but they've gone out weekly, even if you haven't been on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you never not you haven't missed a week. I think the one week that we didn't have a real episode. We put out bonus content that week. Oh my god! So I still I still spent hours editing something that week to put it out. I I'm really committed to that. Just with up for discussion, because I've got two other shows I host, right? Um, the the Pokemon one blasting off again, and the Fraser one they're calling again. And the Fraser one I have not put anything out in like a month and a half. I'm really at like sort of a standstill with it. And uh, yeah, but. But for up for discussion, I'm really committed to it being weekly. And it's because we have people paying, right? Like, we have, like, 17 patrons or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's yeah. why you want to pay people, because then you could expect things from right. them. They're paying you, so they expect things. That's yeah, it. it's true. No, that's true. That's a good point, actually, yeah. That's it. So now we're, like, you know, we're about to bring on another new host, who I'm hoping, like, partly I'm hoping they'll just bring a different perspective to it, because what I've been realizing is, like, my so the show started with like three white dudes hosting it and i was like this, it was a fun dynamic because we all knew each other but yeah. like when it was time to hire new hosts like i wanted to hire women and then and now it's me and three white women and i'm like it's still better than if it was just a bunch of white dudes but i'm like we need like we need like a wider range of people here like it cannot just be like like because podcasting is too white and i'm saying it all the time like podcasting is too white and like as a white person in podcasting, like, I constantly feel like part of the problem, but also I fucking love doing it. So I'm like, I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to stop podcasting, but I can start hiring people like, you know, who are not like me yeah. to, to do the show. And like, we're like interviewing a bunch of applicants right now. And like, I think how many, yeah, you got five, I think five, yeah. four or five. Yeah. yeah. So what we're actually doing is this is fun. I haven't said this on the show yet so this is a little exclusive for you guys but we're gonna we're gonna have each of them on an episode as a guest over the course of the next like month because uh, that's the best way to test the chemistry, right? No, like, 100%. Yeah. yeah, you can't. Other, what are you going to... Yeah. That's it. So so we're getting them all on as guests one by one. And that way I'll be able to tell, like, you know, are they good on mic? Like, do they gel with the group? Like, you know, do we want to hire them? 
yeah, from there it'll be, hopefully, I'm hoping it'll be hard to choose. Yeah. Or, or that there'll just be someone who's, like, clearly the, the best. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be kind of, like, you know, a medium decision, you know? Would you be interested in taking on more than one, or...? Potentially, yeah. We'll see. Did you lose a host and that's why you're doing this, or...? We, we did, like... We have... I, I always think of it as, like, a kind of constantly, like, slowly rotating cast. Like, we, um... Last summer we hired. Last summer we lost one guy, hired two people. Then in the fall we lost someone, and then in the winter we lost someone. So we're four people now, and like going back up to five would be nice just for like scheduling purposes. How many do you try to be during an episode at all times? Two or three. You'll do two. You're okay with two? Yeah. Okay. We're we're okay with two if there's a guest. Oh, okay. Two yeah, plus yeah. a guest. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but I I prefer to be able to have three and no guest, like if oh. we can, just because like. Like, then you get more like I find I find when you have a guest like sometimes the guest is great and like sometimes they bring the numbers which is nice but the content's not always like it's hard to stay on brand with a guest I guess it's true yeah. 100% I didn't yeah. realize that like we, we do a lot of guests it's almost the point of it because I guess just for brand for marketing purposes yeah until we don't have to. Right. And yeah, I well, just kind it. of pictured that the audience prefers it, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's the other way around. No, I don't know, man. Like, when I hear people talking about it, they like guests. Right. That's it. Or That's what I always like think guests. they like to guess. <laughs> yeah. But then when we did one the other day, just us three, and I was like, oh, this is actually, I see the point of this yeah. also. That's it. Yeah. Like, what it comes down to is, like, I think you're going to have your best conversations when it's just your hosts. But I think that guest episodes are still really valuable like partly for the you know partly for the like boost that you get from them and also just for like bringing in like a different sort of voice right like it it can't always be I don't know I feel like there's there's real value to like having episodes that are just your hosts because like it gives your audience it gives the diehards a chance to just hear you guys like and get to know you a little bit better and like the chemistry that's there is really valuable right do you feel like you have a real audience at this point? I do, yeah. Like yeah, we, you have like a, a core base. I think so. Like, an, like you know, our, our episodes pull, like usually within the first couple of days, like a hundred downloads, which is like not big by any means, but it's enough that it feels like there's a real. Like, I can picture what a hundred people in a room looks like, right? And like, if it can you gotta... be easy to be <laughs> shitty about numbers, but when you actually start to think about like a hundred people have listened to what you had to say, like it's yeah, it can be really easy to get caught up in just like devaluing that stuff. But right. it's a lot for people to yeah. Well, and and like a good number of them like interact too, right? Yeah. Like, where like you know, and and I find like I will get at least a couple messages a week from people who like with direct feedback on the episode. Oh wow, and, that's like real like, interaction. Well, yeah, that's it, and it's it's great because it's like. You know, on the one hand, it's validating, and on the other hand, like, it's feedback that's valuable, right? Because I'm like, usually it's like, that was really great, or like, that was kind of weird, or like, you know, <laughs> like, this segment didn't work. Like, because I, I, I have a few, like, people in the audience who, like, are comfortable, like, being honest with me about that kind of stuff, too, where they're like, hey, like, I didn't like this guest, or like, you know, the past two guests you had really screwed me over, and I'm not going to listen to your show anymore. Like, You're blocked. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go. Do you 
ever worry about your internet usage? Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, like going over your data? No, I think like too much, like being mm. consumed by the oh, internet, okay. sort of. That's right. what I'm. That's what I'm assuming. Mm. I don't think so. I justify my sometimes heavy internet usage by saying that it's for work. Right. And that it's like research. <laughs> it's probably not all research, but for you the can most, get away with that though. I think so. Mike like gives me such a hard time about the internet, and I'm annoying about it sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I hide in it. Do you ever get that feeling where you just don't want to deal, and you just go on your phone and scroll? Like, I have a baby. So he makes you deal. He's like reality right there. Oh, no, no. I, I'm at the opposite. Like, oh. I constantly <laughs> feel like I can't deal. Sometimes I go to the bathroom so that I can just, like, be on my phone for, like, five minutes and not have to deal with anything. Which is your, like, app that you avoid life with? Twitter or Instagram? Oh, man. Um, the New York Times crossword app. <laughs> oh, my God. That's even <laughs> crazier. It's I like, did not expect that. It's that. I do... Cause like once the I New did... York Times crossword app. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't even oh, think nice. that's bad. That's well, like, like brain work. Once I once oh. I'm done my Instagram and Twitter scrolls, because like Instagram recently has started doing a thing where it tells you you're caught up. I hate that. I don't want to know that I'm caught up. <laughs> yeah, well, their algorithm sucks now. They hide. Yeah, because they're trying to make it super. They're trying to do away with the thing they changed when like they were they were changing time essentially they're trying to make it linear again okay so they're like oh you saw everything but they're also hiding content they're being big liars yeah that's it yeah like i don't believe that i'm caught up and i also like wouldn't want to know if i was because then i feel like i'm spending too much time on instagram yeah but uh no that's it it's it's instagram and then twitter and then crosswords you're yeah. more Twitter than Instagram, am I wrong? Ooh, yeah. 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 Okay, I, that's I it. mostly just post baby pictures on Instagram. And okay. like, if I have a nice food, I'm like, <laughs> here's this. But like, I've been trying to, to promote on Instagram more. Like, yeah. Yeah. You use the ads. But like, even that, I do like one post a week. I'm like, I'm really not invested in it. Uh, yeah. Twitter's just more fun for me. I don't know. Yeah, well, it depends. Twitter's the superior app. It yeah. just is. Yeah, Twitter used to... I used to love Twitter. Now it kind of bums me out. I don't know. There's a lot of shit I see that I'm like, ugh, this is like... I don't know. I think my my, my feed must be wrong. Like, I think I follow people that are like bumming me out is the oh, problem. Yeah, That's the you trick. Go. You there gotta, you go. Yeah, you I muted unfollow. a few people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that made a huge difference. I muted this one guy and like it was like night and day. I was like, oh, God, the relief I feel now going on this. So I didn't... Sometimes I don't realize how toxic people are that I'm right. seeing their shit and I'm like, oh. Oh, you're really like bothering me. Yeah. So I think so. I haven't been going on Twitter as much, but yeah. But my internet usage, yeah, it could be better. I'm not a crazy person with it, but it could be better for sure. I could, I could self. So you do worry about it. I I know for the. I like to get a clear and concise <laughs> yeah. answer okay, to the questions at the end. Ninety percent of the time, I think I'm fine, but that ten percent that I'm toxic, I can be quite toxic. I would say. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have to work on. So you do worry. I don't worry, but That's I know... That's a definitive yes. Fine, fine, yes, yes. This is weird, because mine is completely in line with that. Do you think social media is making us crazy? Oh, that is in line. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in short, probably making us a little crazy. <laughs> I think we'll probably evolve in a way to... Where we'll never notice... You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is kind of making us a little crazy. But yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I'm, so I'm always torn on like whether it's better to have like just your hosts or like 
always have a guest, but we try to like. I like to make sure that there's at least one a month that doesn't have a guest. Um, just because, like, also just because, like, I mean, you know, scheduling guests is a pain in the ass, right? Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, like, it, it can't always be like, hey, you free this day of the week, let me check my calendar, yes. Like, a lot of the time it's like, let's go back and forth for, like, two weeks before we figure something out, and, like, I don't have time and just for that. reaching out is annoying. Yeah. Like, I prefer marketing than booking. <laughs> booking is, like, worse. I hate that aspect of it. Yeah. I, I, I don't find, like either of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I find the the thing that, like the thing that helps me with booking guests is like now that we've got the network if i'm ever like really in a pinch i just go to the facebook group i'm like is anyone free on monday and like someone will be free right and like that's great um because like i don't know about you guys like for scheduling but we like record the same night the same time every week oh that's extra hard for scheduling that's it oh that's a nightmare that's a nightmare yeah but at the same time it's really easy for scheduling right because it's like if someone's not free on a monday night they're not free on a Monday night. That's it. Yeah. And so, like, my hosts, you know, my co-hosts know that's the night they're expected to be free. Yeah. And, like, I don't have to check with them as much, right? Like, they just, we fill out a Google Doc, or a Doodle poll, rather, at the beginning of every month that, like, which Mondays are you in town and which ones are you not, basically. And then I, you know, a few days before every week, I, like, shoot a message being like, okay, this is who's on next week. Like, be there. Oh. You know? And then if, like, I need to, I book a guest, and if I don't, I don't. It's yeah. No, it's... Yeah. 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 But I'm not going to lie to you, Tom. That's how you ended up here today. Yeah. <laughs> how so? Just needing a guest. I needed a guest. Yeah. I was in a pinch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, yeah. who better than fucking Tom? And I thought Tom is, like, someone that we could speak to that's mm-hmm. more comfortable than a guest. Yes, right. not pure guest energy. I feel like social media, like, it didn't change anything about us inherently. It just, like, it just brings things to the surface. Like, like everything is already there inside us. It's just with social media, everything is heightened. So we're, like, it just comes out quicker. So, like, that can be good and bad, right? Because it means, like, you deal with shit faster. Yeah. Like, I learn about things way faster than I would if I wasn't on Twitter, right? Like, I learn about, you know, like, like, I, I, I get woke from Twitter, right? Like, I would not be woke if I wasn't on Twitter. I mean, I might be, but it, it would have been a lot more work, right? Yeah, you, it's it, hard to find these perspectives. Yeah, yeah. that's it. But oh, then on the other hand, like, it also brings out, like, you know, you end up realizing, like, negative shit about yourself so much faster. It's like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, or I, depending on where you put everything <laughs> in the, you know, <laughs> pulp fiction that yeah, is your yeah. editing. <laughs> but, like, but, like uh, you know, you, you sometimes, like, tweet shit and then immediately go that's ugly. Like, I shouldn't have tweeted that, right? Yes. And, like, otherwise, like, if you weren't tweeting it, you might just have those toxic thoughts for a lot longer without actually saying anything about them or realizing they're toxic. And, like, so it can be a double-edged sword, right? Like, it it shows you what's bad, but it also can show you what's good. It's true. No, it's true. And, like, you can really eat shit on Twitter. Like, you can really make a big mistake and, like, step in it. But also, at least you're learning. Like, it sucks. Like, I've never done it. My nightmare is to go through something like that where I really say something stupid and Mm. I get taken to task. Even on a small level. Even by five, six people that I appreciate their opinion and they come at me and they're like, that was really... I would die, but I would learn the lesson at least. Like, yeah, it sucks to eat shit, but at least you're growing as a human being. Or else, like you said, you're just walking around being an idiot. So, no, I mean, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. At the same time, it spreads 
negative ideas, yeah. but like a lot of people wouldn't see these other perspectives otherwise. Right. But I mean, what's it doing for like impulse control and like mm-hmm. attention? That's it. I think attention span shit is bad. I think that's the biggest problem with it is attention span shit. Probably. Yeah. Because I I find myself needing more more stimuli than I think I would have ever needed, like, in the past, sort of. You used to literally do nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) And and that was really important. Like, I could read a a book. Like, I would read so many books. I still read, but now I find myself halfway through a book, like, let me check my phone, which is stupid. But that's not doing nothing. That's reading a book. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you're not just sitting in a room, like staring at a wall yeah like used to be in a waiting room waiting God. Like seriously yeah just waiting there. just waiting no, and that is <laughs> but that's really good for the brain apparently like I was watching this guy talk and like our brain needs that where you're just like oh look at that dust mite oh look the wall over there it doesn't connect in the same way as a, oh there's a crap oh oh the paint like your brain just like making little connections like, yeah it yeah. really like feeds it and we don't do that at all anymore yeah get home and put him down for another nap around four and then Tefer gets back around six so he usually usually he's like he's, and then I Christ. feed him again after he wakes up again basically every time he wakes up I have to have a bottle ready to feed him or he like gets yeah, mad yeah, yeah. brings yeah. that way yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much feed her when she wakes up <laughs> <laughs> I mean I get it you know every time I wake up I'm like I'm hungry I want coffee like, coffee, man. Yeah, that's the real thing is, is the coffee. For me, it's coffee. Yeah. Not food, yeah, but yeah. coffee is essential. Yeah, like I need my, like I, the first thing I do when I wake I have to use the toilet and then take a shower. Ooh, you're a morning shower every oh, morning? every morning. <gasps> I can't That's good function. hygiene. Yeah, well, it's it's just like I, I can't wake up really if I don't. Like I'm cranky all day and like I feel like trash. So like even if like I wake up and someone else is in the bathroom, it like throws me off. I need my rhythm. <laughs> this doesn't change on how many hours you're getting? No. No? No. Oh, I'm up at 7 every morning. Gotta hop right in the shower. Well, you know, take a shit and hop right in the shower. Okay, and yeah, then, yeah. like, yeah. We found the missing piece, folks. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. We know what that shower is for now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real I'm really militantly anti-toilet paper. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, I gotta have my morning shower. And then, like, coffee is essential and then i realize by like 10 that i haven't eaten anything yet and i'm like oh i'm gonna kill this baby if i don't have breakfast okay i gotta eat some food like my patience is just gone yeah it's yeah. not good to eat right away anyways breakfast but coffee you mean like by yeah bi- i think biologically yeah i think is we're supposed to you know take a little bit of time but hmm. who knows it's all it's all hocus pocus yeah. i mean i think well, it's important well, to eat well. when you're hungry like yeah. if you wake up hungry like if i wake up hungry I will sometimes grab some food on the way to the bathroom, <laughs> eat it in the shower. Yeah, know. it is good to listen to your body and stuff, mm. yeah, to it. Your immune system gets stronger when you're in a starvation state. I used to I used to do a 30-hour famine every year. Oh, so shit. You would, like, you know, it was like a church youth group thing. We would all, like, fundraise and be like, yeah, I'm going to starve myself for 30 hours. You should give money to World Vision. Spoilers, you shouldn't give money to World Vision. Um, but Probably it was, not. yeah. <clears throat> but it was always interesting, like, seeing how long you could last. And, like, I usually made it to the end. But one year I, like, caved after 12 hours. Cause we would do, like, a big sleepover, you know? You know, everyone, like, starts fasting at noon at school and then shows up in the evening and then, like, 
the next night you break your fast with a big meal or whatever and it was like a nice community thing I would frequently like just give up like halfway through and be like screw you guys I'm gonna go get pizza and I'll see you at six <laughs> so you'd even tell them you were like I'm yeah, out of here well yeah because you gotta right like if you fail you've gotta like you gotta fess up like, I didn't I didn't do succeed you, do you this. have to fess up I mean I guess not yeah. It just it looks suspicious if you leave a group event and come back <laughs> looking less tired than everyone yeah, else all sure. of a sudden. How personal do you get on your own podcast? Like, do you talk about all of your past stuff and everything? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. There's nothing like, I mean, that you're like, I don't talk about this. I mean, there's like a handful of things that I don't talk about, but like... But people won't even know because you don't talk about them. That's, that's it, it. Yeah. that's it, yeah. Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm pretty open about like, you know... Yeah. Because you have an interesting background, all the church stuff and everything. That's like unique. Do you know that you look exactly like what a pastor, like a cool pastor in Hollywood would look (laughs) like? (laughs) Like you really could have pivoted that to like being like Justin Timberlake's best friend. The thing is like if I... Like, when I was, like, 18, that's what I wanted to do, right? Like, you wanted I, to be, like, a cool pastor? Well, I was I was a youth pastor. So that's, like, the same thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, from, like, 18 to 20. Like, the whole time I was depressed and drinking, basically. Mm, yeah. I wonder what the correlation <laughs> was there. And, like, yeah, I was really convinced that that's what I wanted. I wanted to, like, study theology and, like, become a minister and, like, you know, be a, you know, cool pastor. And, like, I, yeah, eventually realized, like, no, I super don't. Um... But it, they can't help that that's my aesthetic, you know? <laughs> but that must have been a huge realization. I mean, that's such a different yeah. life path and everything. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of just what I felt like I was being, like... I didn't think I had any marketable skills. And I had been put into leadership roles in the church since I was, like, young. Is Was your the family church does that. churchy? Is that... Oh, you no, got into started, it on your own? I started going on my own, yeah. Because oh. I... I was what age? I went to, so I went to a like Christian camp when I in the summers when I was like six because okay. I was the only one in the neighborhood that was free. That's what happened to me too. Yes, right. That's it. It's because because it, that's what they do, right? They're like it's free, and then yeah. the poor parents are like, yeah, right. <laughs> and so I did that for like six years, and then in high school started going to church like of my own volition, and then like yeah, a thing that churches do a lot of the time that's really toxic is like they see people who you know are really, like, eager to be part of the community, really eager to give, you know? And they give them more responsibility and expect more from them than they should at a young age. And so I was just kind of, like, thrust into leadership roles and, like, given a lot of responsibility over shit from, like, 14, 15 onward. And, like, when I eventually left the church and no one expected more of me than I was capable of all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit, I guess it's time to have a baby. I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a new Pokemon podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've decided to take on the task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing live commentary and in-depth analysis of everyone's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're tackling the hard-hitting issues. Is Brock racist? Was coughing the first ever suicide bomber? What are the environmental implications of using Pikachu to power a building? Will Misty ever get her pipe back? Find out the answer to all these questions and more on Blasting Off Again. Available on the Upford Network, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're, We're blasting, blasting off again. I definitely had a thing when I was a kid where, um, like, I've always been someone who likes to be overstimulated, so, like, I would do my homework while watching TV. Okay. Uh, so I've always been the, like, multiple screens at the same time person, but I'd had a thing I did when I was a kid where at bedtime I would, like, turn off all my lights and my nightlight was a lava lamp. 
and I would watch the lava lamp, right? But I wasn't just like watching it kind of abstractly. I was imagining a little person climbing up the bubbles and then like <laughs> jumping back down them and trying to avoid like getting crushed at the top or like drowning at the bottom and just having to kind of like stay in the middle as much as possible while everything is like moving around. I don't want to break this to you, Tom, but someone may have been drugging you. <laughs> it's very possible. It's very possible. I was that kind of kid, too, that I needed, I think, but I was, like, a messed up kid, and I couldn't be alone with my thoughts sort of thing. Like, I, I had, like, a bunch of issues, <laughs> so I needed to, like, constantly divert my attention so that I wouldn't, like, go to the dark place. Um, but, yeah, so I was that kid entirely. I went to see, like, a, a child psychologist, and all this, like, toxic shit came out, but, like, I was a kid, so no one told me the actual, like, diagnosis and stuff, so all I learned was, like, oh, you need to sleep with a television on, <laughs> so we're going to put a TV in in your room so that you can like have like really yeah yeah that was the, that was like my child psychologist like outcome was I put it, they put a shitty TV in my room they were like wow. okay go to sleep with this on so you don't literally yeah. ruminate on your thoughts uh, that makes sense, folk medicine yeah. yeah I mean <laughs> that's they, something your grandmother <laughs> should tell you <laughs> not a psychologist yeah exactly when the psychologist trying to make like the best of a bad situation she was like let's oh, do there's, something there's nothing to do here <laughs> yeah. well they're not gonna do anything your parents aren't gonna do anything so let's mm-hmm. let's give you some practical mm-hmm. some practical I like that though I like when when there's like practical advice for dealing with your like anxiety stuff yeah well I guess ideally you deal with it but I guess if you're not going to practicalities help for sure well I think like finding ways to manage it is dealing with it in a way right like it's not it's not necessarily getting rid of it because getting rid of it takes a lot of work and like sometimes you just can't but like finding finding things you can do while it's happening that like ground you like, I think that's super valuable. No, it's true. I used to be a big proponent of, like, face your issues and deal with them in psychology. And I still am therapy. I think therapy is, like, amazing. But like you said, it's not always realistic. And there's, and then, like, and I was really against the idea of, like, CBD, like, the cognitive behavioral therapist, where, like, you don't address the symptoms. You just address the behavior. And you're, like, you know, it's just a way to make your life easier, even if you're not getting at the root of the problem. I used to really hate yeah, those I concepts. About that. I thought it was, like, the worst thing in the world. I was like, no, if you don't get to the root, it's always going to be there. You're not dealing with it. But then you get older, and I don't know. Yeah, Mike helped me with these ideas of just, like, also you can make your life a little bit easier in the meantime. Yeah, you can deal with it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's, it's finding the small things you can do to just, like, ease yourself. Yeah. yeah. Ease the, like, you also have to live a life and not yeah. die. So maybe just get, yeah. So I'm actually a bigger proponent of those things now. Just dealing. Just dealing in a, in a healthy way, obviously. Yeah. But it's fun, like, so, like, it, it was nice hearing that, that, like, that Mike helped you, like, like, kind of figure out ways to, to do that, because, like, I feel like that's something Teffer and I have been able to do for each other as well since we started dating, was, like, we both are people who've dealt with, like, anxiety and depression and stuff, and, like, just knowing, knowing that you are dealing with it, right, and then knowing that your partner's dealing with it, it makes it easier to deal with their thing with them. And, like, having that person to bounce back and forth, right? But then, like, also, like, I think it's always easier to fix someone else's problem than your own. Um, but, But being able to recognize, like, okay, I'm fixing your problem, but your problem is just, like, a slightly, like shifted version of my problem like like having i guess like being fucked up the same way is like is helpful you know 
do you find the religion, like the church thing, is it like weird to talk about? Like, do you feel a, a weirdness surrounding it? Like a only because it was part of my brand for a long time. <laughs> like uh, when if you go back and listen, to, like early up for discussion, like like my co-hosts at the beginning, we all met through like church youth group, and like I think all three of us are atheists now. Uh, I mean, I, I don't talk to Tim anymore. Like one of the one of the two guys, we had a falling out. Um, but I think when we were having our falling out, he was kind of like starting to question his faith, and I suspect that that led him to a similar place to where I am. Um, and Simon like left the church like a year before I did. And like it's inter- but it's interesting because at the beginning of the show, all three of us were like very like you know this oh, is shit. it. So this you is- can hear it on the show if you listen to all two hundred and twenty whatever episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can hear me very slowly like. Oh, shit. <laughs> giving up on, on church. Yeah. Crazy. Did you guys make yeah. it a part of the show at first? Was it like part of the... It was never like formally part of it, but like if you get three people in a yeah. room who like all care deeply about something, even if that's not the thing they're talking about, it's going to come to it every once in a while, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. We, we were always really intentional about like, this isn't a Christian podcast, but like, you know, we would still talk about that stuff every once in a while and like it kind of colored the way we saw a lot of like issues, right? Um but yeah, it's, it's funny, like, cause there are listeners who've been listening since day one who kind of have like seen this like arc, you know? Yeah. That's what Mike always says about lasers. He's so, cause I'm always like, people have no idea what happened. Like all your co-hosts are like, and he's like, no, there's an arc. If you listen the whole way through. <laughs> there's you a see... narrative arc. Yeah. And Just he loves that aspect of it. I'm like, people don't pay attention to that. Right. But No, but there's a certain person who does pay attention to that. <laughs> and that's your guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my yeah. guy. That's the guy. guy I'm going to sell to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love like um, the ad that, well, one of the two ads that uh, that you guys have that runs on the network. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Says like, uh, like, what is a, what's the sound of a friendship, like falling apart over the course of 50 <laughs> oh, episodes yeah, yeah. or whatever. Exactly. And like the first time I heard that, I was like, like I have to go back and listen to everything and figure out what he's talking about here. And like, yeah, I mean that, you know, it happens, right? Like you commit to doing a project with people. Like, I think everyone thinks they can work on something with their friends. Oh, like, hundred percent. Like I have had a really great working relationship with the hosts I've hired. And yes. like, you know, like I love Simon, like, I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't talk to Tim anymore, but I still love Simon who is like the other original host who like left back in December and he's like one of my best friends, but like we didn't always work super well together. And like that just, you know, is the reality of it. Like, you, yeah. yeah, you can't just guarantee that you're going to work really well with your friend because you're friends, you know? No, no, absolutely. And have the same vision for something, like in the same work ethic for something in the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Same enthusiasm for it. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's same skill level too can be a factor, yeah, right? Like true, you too. can you can have someone who's really eager to do a project and then record a couple episodes and go, shit, this guy sucks. <laughs> God, I had that once. I had that with like a really good friend of mine. We we're going to do a podcast. I won't go into too much detail actually because I I never told him that this was why I canceled it. Um, but like we were going to do a show together and we recorded a couple episodes and then like I just was like after recording them I was like. I'm going to lose my mind if I try to like care about this. Like it was, it was just like really bad. And I was like, Oh no, you're not good, but I don't want to tell you you're bad. So I'm just going to tell you, I don't have time to do it. And that's what I told him. I was like, I just, yeah, I'm sorry. Like I'm not really feeling this project. I don't have enough time to like pour into it. And he was like, Oh, that's cool. Whatever. Like we're good. Should have been like, uh, the network canceled it. (laughs) I don't know what happened. It was before we had a network. I couldn't even use the excuse. (laughs) 
All right, I will. I have oh. a podcast list here. This okay. is just shit I've written down during the week. I'm we don't so excited. need to talk about this. I love lists. <laughs> well, you're about to get one. Yes. All right, so first up, do you think honeydew and cantaloupe people are fundamentally different? I say cantaloupe, by the way, instead of cantaloupe. I'm into it. Uh, I feel like they are. They gotta be. They got. I think it's like... It's yeah. probably like a minimal fundamental difference, but it's a difference, you know? Yeah. But no one is going to hypothesize what the difference is. That's not for our... I think honeydew people are weak. <laughs> 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 I got the best, like, takeout breakfast this morning. My God, there's like a... Uh, God, what are they called? Oxford Cafe in NDG. Oh. Uh, they deliver on Foodora, and I didn't oh. know this. And I ordered from them this morning because I, like... Skip breakfast. It was a, it was a hard day, and uh, I got like like an omelet and toast and fruit and like they had cantaloupe and yeah, honey. They always have cantaloupe. Though. But they had both. Yeah, that's crazy. And I was like, this is like like I don't order breakfast for the fruit. No, but never. when because no you, one does. Yeah, no. well, because because you can't rely on it, right? No, like, no it's yeah, trash. disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, the toast was good, the sausages were good, the omelet was whatever, but the fruit was incredible. It was like a good pile of fruit. I was like, all right, all right. It was a good variety. There was a fruit in there I didn't recognize. Only 96% of animals you think are blue (laughs) aren't actually blue. Like, there's no blue pigment in it. It's just illusions. It's just light hitting it and reflecting blue. Most of the things in nature that are blue aren't actually fucking blue. What's up with that shit? So 4% of animals are blue. I think, yeah. (laughs) 4% of blue animals are actually blue. And the other ones are just, like, black, reflecting light. I believe that. That's crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. The sky's not actually blue. The water's not actually blue. Yeah. That's true. I didn't know the water's not blue. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Think about that shit. Think about it. Uh, why is every podcast about pop culture commentary? I have been thinking about that. Why is that? Like people, people will pitch me shows, and like, I always know right away if it's a good idea or a bad idea based on what they tell me. And like, as soon as someone's like, "Oh, you know, we're just gonna like talk about like what's going on in the world," I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> man, forgot. imagine at this point thinking that that's like enough. Like this isn't like yeah. 2008. Like that's, that's not gonna cut it anymore, guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get what it like satisfies. It's just oh. the idea of hanging out with your friends and talking about it's fucking fun. gossip. People amongst your friends, you don't even talk about. Like, who talks about celebrity gossip with their friends? Like, yeah. nobody. No. The thing is, I think you can do a good like pop culture podcast. I think it just needs to be more than that. Like, you need to have a different angle, you know? Oh, sorry. So why do people want to do it? Just because it's easy. Yeah. Just it's easy. Well, I don't thing. have the answer. I just fucking hate it. You get pitched that a lot. I get pitched that. That's the most common. Like, like I get people writing in with like actual good ideas that I'm like, if you really want to do this, we can talk. But like, I get like at least once a month someone like either seriously or like kind of like casually is like, you know, I always think I should do a podcast about this, and it's always like pop culture or like like music. And, and, like, the thing with a music podcast is, like, 
it's got to be good, you know? It can't just be like, yeah, like, I feel like me and my buddies, like, sitting down and, like, talking about, like, the current music. Yeah. Like, Ugh, it's, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. That's really just a pop culture yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And it's, it's fine. Like, you can talk about pop culture. Like, the thing is, like, any show that's, like, recording weekly and, like, you know, whatever it is, like, you're going to talk about what's going on. Like you're like yeah. it's gonna come up, you know. Yeah. 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 But like you, you gotta have an angle. It can't just be that. No. Do you ever get gender dynamics? Is that ever presented to you? Oh god, people are always like. <laughs> I literally had one last week. A guy like a guy I think is very funny, and like I would absolutely love to do something for him. I just don't want to you know produce this for him because I don't think it's a good idea. Messages me and he's like, I want to do a pop culture show. Uh, and my co-host would be a woman, and I feel like we would have a really like that would that's that. That's <laughs> just both my work together. Put together. Yeah, that's all of it. <laughs> They're like, that's not. That's not. Did you and Teffer meet in the church? I always wonder because you're both yeah. okay. Because it would be too much of a coincidence. Yeah, funny enough, we're actually like. Um, so the four-year anniversary of Epic Discussion is in two weeks at this well, I don't know when this episode will come out, but it's in early June. And uh, we have a like our Patreon question lined up for that episode is like, how did you guys all meet your partners? Because like, um, can the three people who will be on that, me, Kate, and Adrian, like, are all in long-term relationships. Like, they've both been, well, Adrian's been married for like ten years, and Kate and Paul have been together for ten years, but got married like last summer. And so like we've never just like all sat down and like told those origin stories. So it's going to be interesting, like doing that for like the anniversary of the show. Like, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. it is fun. Those, it's yeah. funny. Like you think, you know, people, but you don't know people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, do you think you guys are going to get married or is there like a church aspect that you're not interested in? Yeah. I think we won't have a church wedding, but like, I think eventually we'll have a big, you know, we won't have a party eventually, yeah. but we want to like have money for it. Like, like I think like, wedding would be fun but not necessarily like a marriage i don't know i i always joke that like the only reason that i want to get married is so that i can call her my wife like (laughs) like, just just for that you know just for so what you mean like more of a ceremony kind of thing as opposed to i think like like the thing that like is appealing is the like getting a bunch of people together like having a big party you okay, know yeah, yeah. celebrating your relationship but like not necessarily like signing your relationship away to god and like you know like yeah at this point like legally we're a thing and yeah, like yeah. getting married doesn't isn't going to change anything about that except like which box you tick but like as far as the government's concerned married and like de facto union are the same thing yeah. so like yeah, yeah. So you think you'll never actually sign, like, legal papers and you might just have a big ceremony of some sort? We might. We're sort of not, like, yeah, it, it's not super important. Yeah, no, yeah. And it's not super important. It's yeah. true. But, like, you know, rings are nice and parties are nice. Mm-hmm. So, like, I yeah. suspect both of those things will happen eventually, but, like, you know, we're not rushing into it. We already rushed into having a baby together, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did the big one. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. did the forever one. Super on purpose, too, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's, you know, that's it. Like, I don't know. I think, I think having, having the big like celebration is like, I mean, I I think that's just something that's worth doing, you know, like, but, but also like we want to do it well. Right. So we want to like wait till we have money. you know. I know. What's the point? No, exactly. All the same things. It's like, Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. Like, cause I'm always torn. Cause I've been to like 
cheap weddings that were like really like beautiful but like i think both of us are like we're extra enough that we're gonna want something that's like really yeah. you know yeah you have to know what's gonna disappoint you yeah sort exactly of. <laughs> and you don't want to be disappointed by your own wedding like what did we even do this for like, it's, it's no way to start a union <laughs> <laughs> on disappointment yeah that's bad foundation right there yeah no, it's tough, the marriage thing. I don't know. Yeah. How about we're you guys? Supposed- you, you, yeah, you that's it. We're supposed to get married. No, like the same same issues, really. Most of them, yeah. 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 We, money, well, just, I don't know. We're in such a weird place in our lives. We kind of are in a do-over state in our lives a little bit, even with our relationships and stuff. So it's almost like, I don't know. I feel like we, we, you know when like your whole life is a project and then the marriage, <laughs> the wedding is just another project? Like sure, you're just yeah. like. Like if you have a nine to five and a really structured life, then the wedding's like this fun thing to plan. But when your whole life is like you're planning, it's just another thing to like. Maybe it's gonna go wrong. Maybe no one's gonna show up. Like, like maybe the guest I scheduled for my wedding is gonna cancel <laughs> exactly. up last minute. We'll have to exactly. <laughs> do it, next week. it just feels yeah, like yeah. another fucking thing yeah. that could go wrong, sort of a little bit. So yeah, it doesn't feel like the only thing I worry about because, like you said, like there's so few things in life to celebrate to mm-hmm. actually like really. And I'm worried that we're not taking that time and that that means something about the way we view life, sort of, that we're not about celebrating our victories enough, sort of, where we're too stuck in the mud of, like, mm. the dredge of life and we're not celeb- like we're not getting to that place where it's like, mm. you know what, let's just do something positive that's not about anything. Do you think that's what it is? Yeah, me a little bit, I think. Oh, I think okay. I'm too stuck yeah. in the drudgery oh, okay. of life. I'm not looking at, like, something that could be just a really fun, great thing, sort of. Oh, okay. That's... Me, no, not at all. <laughs> so what's your issue surrounding it? We just don't have the money. Yeah, but we have access to money. Like, my mom would be happy to throw some dollars our way, and she would, like, like for this to happen, so she would be happy to, like, help us with that <laughs> yeah. and stuff, so... See, that would be helpful. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Not, neither of us has parents who would throw money at a wedding. Exactly. That's it. And my mom's getting older, and I know, like, I would be... I would feel so bad if, God forbid, something happened to her, and, like, she missed out on this, because I, I think she would, mm. like, really enjoy it. So that's something that weighs on me also. I mean... If she dies, she should take that money and be frozen. You're such a dumb dumb. And then maybe in like 40 years when we get married, we can reanimate her. If we got married in 40 years, like, I'll kill you. I'm not getting. If we got married, like, what would that be? We'd be like 75? That's disgusting. Um, we'd be frozen, animated. Reanimated? Yeah, you're disgusting. Yeah. Well, uh, just an idea. Do you remember the HGTV show? I forget what it is, but they were married and other not. But a viewer called in and told the guy that he had a tumor on his neck, and then he got it checked out, and it turned out he didn't. Jeez, no, that's crazy. <laughs> that was like the craziest thing ever. It's like, but the, it's like the blonde lady and the guy who. That's like everyone know. on HGTV. But anyways, yeah. that's crazy. They were a couple. Their thing was flipping, but as a married couple, right. they subsequently got divorced, and I don't think they have their show anymore. But at the time, yeah, a viewer called in and was like, uh. I feel like he has a growth on his neck. Someone should, and like literally, it's the craziest Jeez. thing in the world to yeah. me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Saved she saved his life oh, because she, kn- and how did he not notice or anyone notice, but if you are huh. noticed. That's well, I mean, he probably noticed. He was just like denying it to himself. Oof, I don't know. Yeah. If it's on your neck, I feel like you get that shit checked, but maybe not. No, denial can be super strong. Mm, denial is a, denial's a bitch. Yeah. Crazy. 
Uh, <laughs> all my pants get immediately covered in like our dog's hair. I was thinking, shouldn't I just get pants made out of dog hair? <laughs> You're so gross. <laughs> the answer is yes. This one, Britain's heard this one, but the episode will probably never come out. So I'm, uh, Ugh, it's very I'm so mad it's, about this. It's very important, so I might as well get it out. Uh, I saw that they figured out a way to make single-use plastics out of, what, fucking lobster shells? Anyway, so if you have any lobsters or crabs in your family, you better warn them. <laughs> your family. That's the meanest thing. Again, I say it again. That, like, there's better sing- there's better single-use. Like, there's corn and stuff. They discovered corn is biodegradable. You can make yeah, plastics of out of it. Like, you don't need to- Wait, they discovered that it's biodegradable? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Was no. anyone <laughs> <laughs> They discovered you can make plastic out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how bad corn's gotten. But this lobster shit's not cool. No, it's fucked up, man. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. You swing the mic. You can't drop the mic. You have to go. <laughs>